What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my brothers from another. Craig Mack is in the building. What's going on, bro? Salute. Craig Mack is here. Uh, P. Shaw was in the building. Mandela. What's going on, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up? Madiba. Listen, um, as you already know, Big E Shabazz the Magic Man is not here. What? He pops up every one, one every seven to eight episodes. So this is like two. <clears throat> hey, but this I one is crucial it. though. I mean, I, he's got he's got an angle on me with this LeBron versus uh, Michael I, thing. I know, I know. Cause I ain't I, trying to hear about it after the day. I was expecting him on because you know in the group chat. I mean, he he was talking some big shit when LeBron got tossed out in the first round. So. I was expecting him to come talk some shit a little bit, but we know, like we always say, without saving the country, you got a country to save. You can't. That's right. peasants, common folk. But uh, I guess it's water under the bridge now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until he decides to uh to to break the dam and, <laughs> and come back. Like oh, but another thing. Yeah, I, I know it was three months later, but hey, LeBron got put out the first round, Greg. <laughs> But uh, how's everybody doing? How was everybody's uh, weekend and and Monday? How's everything going with everybody? Craig? Oh, that's lovely over here. This is this is grind and go get it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He shot me. You know, I had a you know, I always have good weekends with, with the babies, which which y'all need with y'all nieces and nephews. Even though when they leave, I'd be so exhausted. Like, man, what I've been doing, you know, yeah. turning around from having them the whole time and entertaining them. I mean, you get one or two of them to lay, lay down and sit down. The other one, like, daddy, daddy. I say, man, ain't you tired? Yep. Sit down. But they got a we got a rule now. As soon as we come in the house, as soon as we come in the house, that's an hour. So if we just came from outside or just came home, don't ask daddy nothing for an hour. <laughs> I need to, I need to sit down. I'm getting old. I, like I said before, I'm gonna wear them out. I ain't gonna let them wear me out. So I understand because that that's exactly <laughs> what I have with my listen. These kids and there's and there's two of them and, and people keep coming at you. Oh, I where's number three? Where's number three? I I don't know. You 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 find it. I don't know, but nah, ain't no number three coming out of here. Mm-hmm. And, like man, these kids and just. And the bad thing about it, you see your personality in them. So you're like, I know where you got that from. It still pisses me off, but because <laughs> my just youngest don't one. Just don't one, admit it. The one that just turned two, like, he is a rebel's rebel. He will do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, no matter how many times you tell him to do it or not to do it. It, it just, I know he got that from me. And I know he did. And it's just, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to do it this way. And I, I just <laughs> I just look at him like, you, you little me. But still, 
but still you you haven't learned that there's a time and place for things yet mm-hmm. and so there is it's there's a time and place for you to you know color outside the lines a bit but not every yeah. single time you can't keep playing that card every single time that's not how life works so um that's it's just like and then my and then my daughter jesus christ so I see bits and pieces of my personality. So I was like, dang, did, did y'all get anything from your mama? God dang. What, what happened to all the positive qualities? Y'all, y'all picked up all my negative ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, God dang, but, but nah, both of them kids, they're, they're smart as I don't know what. And uh, so that's that that comes from me. Yeah, just don't tell my wife I said that. All right. So uh <laughs> so we was talking a little bit off uh before we started. And we was talking about the fight. So, who saw the fight? Mayweather and Logan Paul went down last night. The date of this recording is June 7th. And, um, yeah. What did you guys think of the fight, if you saw it? Can I speak on this? Uh Uh-huh. Money Mayweather has got to be the most intellectual, strategic person I have ever met. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I really don't even think he needs the money. I think it's just such a gift basket to him. He's like, why would I not get $10 million up front and $100 million overall to go mm-hmm. fight someone that has no talent? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he don't. It's not. It's nothing wrong with saying he doesn't have any talent. He's not a talented boxer. He hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't proved it. He's just a young kid in physical shape. That's all he is. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing wrong with calling him not talented. He he's not. Yeah. And if you watch the match, he showed you he's not talented whatsoever. Right. He's damn near twice the size, twice the reach, twice the speed of Mayweather. And everybody still felt like Mayweather controlled the fight. The whole time. The whole time. So the um had a fly right here, so I had to spray it. Some bug spray. But uh <laughs> the the thing is, like I saw the fight, and it is is basically that. Like I, I can attribute that Logan Paul, he has heart. I, I'll I'll give him that. He has heart. You know, I can tell that. He wasn't scared of the moment. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't nervous. He he tried to stick to the techniques and the the things that he has learned. But it's Floyd Mayweather, man. So you know he's gotten a couple good shots in. You know he you know had a, a slither of a moment or two there. But this was like the easiest bag for Floyd Mayweather. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest bag. And like, all I gotta do is do what I do, talk shit for a couple of months, and then you know, a couple weeks out, we have a couple of face-offs, things go viral. Logan Paul takes his hat. Oh no, now we talking shit. And you know, this whole scripted TikTok video. <laughs> and, uh, and then the fight happens, and it's just l- 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 let me teach you something, young blood. That's basically all this was. This yeah. happened in the boxing gym at, at, at Floyd Mayweather's gym, 
and y'all just could have just turned on the cameras and that's all this was literally it, it was an exhibition match it was an exhibition match it was like all right, yeah. all right young blood let, let, let me show you some things now, well, i'm gonna tell you what he taught him he taught him how to get this money that's how he, what's that's what yeah. he taught him yeah yeah yes because what could have taken place like i said in that gym they managed to get a hundred million dollars worth and then some yeah now imagine floyd uh Floyd Mayweather got ten up front, yeah. and comparison, Logan Paul got two hundred fifty thousand up front. Yeah, <laughs> and he got ten uh, percent of the pay per views, so he's coming away with a with a nice piece of change of his own. Yeah, but someone mm-hmm. who was a YouTube star, you know, just millions of, of of subscribers and followers on YouTube and the social media. Yeah, I mean, he's not coming away empty headed. Now, in comparison. To Floyd Mayweather, it's just a fraction of a fraction of what Floyd Mayweather got. But you know, it, in in order or in comparison for the common man, that's he got some life changing money. Logan Paul did, and then Floyd Mayweather just got generational money. Yeah, and and what was the easiest bag he could have got? Like this was, you know, by far, he's e- way easier than than Conor McGregor um it was way easier than i forgot the uh the other exhibition he did but he was a uh the asian fighter uh i can't remember that name but you know this was by far the easiest bag yeah the easiest bag he got and i it was just like well floyd mayweather being floyd mayweather you know he, he doesn't need doing a, what he do yeah money mayweather making money and let's, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. Mayweather, his his, you could just tell the way he was fighting. His goal was not to hurt the kid. His goal was not to knock the kid out. His mm-hmm. goal was to go in there, throw a couple punches, show a little skill, make it make it interesting. Make that's it. That he there was nothing for him to win. If he knocks him out, oh, he's the best fighter ever. He's supposed to do that. Yep. The only thing Mayweather had to lose was losing the fight. That was it. Yep. And obviously, this guy didn't have the skill set to even yeah. come close to knocking him down, let alone knocking him out. Exactly. And it was, you know, it, it, it was the ultimate thing for Logan Paul because you get an exhibition match with uh, Floyd Mayweather. He goes easy on you where, you know, he doesn't knock you out. He doesn't show you up too much. Yeah. You know, doesn't show you up too much. And then he gives you an endorsement at the end of the fight. You know, he's like, well, he he's better than I thought he was. Yeah. Strong young fighter, tough, skilled, and this, that, and the third. Plus, you know, and you get a co-sign at the end by by the best boxer alive right now. Of yeah. course, the, the 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 next fight and the next paycheck that Logan Paul get, I promise you, it will it will absolutely dwarf uh the two fifty k that he got for this fight. But let me tell you why Mayweather did that. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't get that number with other people. You see what I'm saying? Right. This dude, this dude really didn't get paid for what this fight was worth. He was it wasn't even in the ballpark. Yeah. So Mayweather's like, oh, you gonna let me get 90% of this bread. I would love to step in the room. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And this yeah. is like what you were saying earlier, Craig, um, about him being strategic with his fights and his decision making because I may not be able to write it down. I may not be able to read it. You know, this, this is the rumors, whatever. 
I don't know him. I don't know if he could read or not. Regardless of his intellectual skills, his mindset and creative creative mind on seeing a vision. Okay. You write it down. You read it for me. I got this money for you to do that. So mm -hmm. this is what I do. And this is what I see. So let's go get this money together. Because no other fighter has thought out fights the way he has. And it's been better fighters. Right. But, not, but the way he chooses them and the way he talks it. I mean, he don't just talk it because he back it up. But like I, I said it before, in the street fight, you might get Mayweather. But in that ring, he's so smart, you're not going to get him. You're not going to beat nobody landing 80% of their punches ever. Hmm. Yeah, That's like trying to beat a team in basketball that's shooting. Doggone. All they got to do is shoot 65%. Yep. And they're going to win the game. Easy. So, yeah. Because it just, like you said, when it comes to that ring, there's an art form. There's a hmm. science to boxing that Floyd Mayweather has mastered. Like, mastered it, then mastered it again. You know, just the art and the science of boxing. Like, there, there's no one that I've seen as technical and as artful in that ring, understanding the rules, the regulations, the cans and cannots, the, the strategies, the ins and outs, and ju just the, the entire science and makeup of boxing. I, I haven't seen anyone that has come close to even mastering it, let alone master it the way Floyd Mayweather has. And that's not just talking about his display at you know, against Logan Paul, because that was just more or less like, all right, we knew what this was about. But just I bet I bet you was, he only fought him at 40%, to be honest with you. If that, but I, I would say about 40, because just just the way he was moving. You know, I've, I've also think a couple of times he let him get a, a couple shots in to kind of he did. make him look good. You know, he did. <laughs> like Listen, um, you've seen you've seen him fight. We've seen him fight. Yeah. yeah. Floyd Mayweather has made his career off the sweet science of hit and not getting hit. Yep. Yeah. He, he's mad. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anyone better at that skill set than Floyd Mayweather. So the it's almost like people are swinging at slow motion. Because, yeah. you know, how many times have they shown people punching at him? And he looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he's mastered that. So the only time you hit Floyd Mayweather is when he wants you to hit him. Yeah. He, he, no, seriously. It's a part of his skill set. He mm -hmm. needs you to be overconfident about your skill set so you put your defense down. Yep. It's, it's an it's, it's a old Jedi mind trick. He'll throw mm -hmm. that shoulder. He'll roll the shoulder. He will mm -hmm. let you punch him. Wear yourself out. Get out of breath. Get off your routine and show you that when he comes back with his attack, you don't have enough stamina, you don't have enough skill, you don't have enough speed. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he he did it against um come uh what's his name um the USC fighter. He yeah. literally let him throw punches until he was tired. Mm -hmm. And then he picked that man apart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't he didn't even try that with Paul with Logan Paul. It was a sparring match. That's all it was. You're Pretty you're absolutely right. You could have done this in Floyd Mayweather's gym. Went one minute rounds and just let him go at it. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. Speaking of sparring matches, Craig, you have not apologized for trying to break my arm when you came <laughs> back from the military in the front yard of your of your mama and daddy house. You tried to break my arm, Craig. Uh, you tried, you, okay. You thought you had me till I till I picked you up, but you you tried to break my arm, Craig. Well, then, then I think we're a little older now. This was in the past, so I'll. I'll say it officially, Philip. I apologize for trying to break your arm. 
That yeah. was out of character for me. I I, I'm glad you finally admitted it. I'm glad you finally admitted it. I knew you tried to do it. You put all your weight into it. <laughs> I might have been experiencing a little PTSD, so I apologize for my behavior. <laughs> Hey, y'all carry on one sec. I need to reset my camera. Give me one second. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. See, see, that's that, that's what I um, you know, I respect, you know, Mr. Maddox, your, your your father, you know, rest in peace. Rest in, you know, he taught me those skills to be able to maintain y'all big guys with those big weights. That's what I tell everybody. I'm like, I'm 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 vicious, I'm vicious in fighting now. And um, I haven't lost a street fight. And I and I've and I, I got more than Mayweather got in street fighting. But most of them came from defending people. But because I know how to wrestle and because I know how to throw these hands and I'm short, but I'm strong, that's what throw people off every time. You know what they, you know what their favorite line is, Craig? What's up? Oh, you're a preacher, man. What what you gonna do? You you little. And that word right there get me every time. I say little. I say little, man. I'm little. Little? I said I'm short, but I ain't never been little or small. So I see. Yeah, so then I tell him, what 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 y'all big guys do do to short men like 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 me? Y'all always want to put your hands on us and push us. Put your hands on us and push us. See, but I don't push back. You know what happened when you push me? I put these hands on you. <laughs> I ain't got time to be pushing you back. My arm's too short. I can't reach you. <laughs> so when you push me, I might grab you. <laughs> I feel you. So but yeah, with me. People, people forget the the years where I where I was in the martial arts thing, yeah. and and that that didn't leave. Especially, I, I kind of regret not being official and like in in the competitive side of it. Um, but that's when I got out of martial arts and jumped into basketball. But that's why a lot of people, when I would do various moves and stuff, people would swear I was trying to kick them when I was doing. Was like, like you trying to do move, you trying to do karate moves playing basketball. I'm like, well, I'm small. I gotta defend myself. Um, like y'all not gonna just just think you're gonna bully me. But um but well, hey, I, I got a sad story for you since we're talking about fights. Uh-huh. And this might have been I might have been 22, 23. I was in the army and I was stationed in Fort Huachuca, Arizona. Uh-huh. So as you, if you don't know, it's right there by the border. So yeah. We weren't authorized to go to Mexico, but we went anyway, you know. So we get down to Mexico, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to a Mexican club, but they run that shit. You know, it's it's essays on top of essays. They run that shit. Yeah. Well, a handful of us Americans were there, and I had this buddy I was in the Army with. He was an Italian dude, little white Italian dude. Don't know if you know a whole lot about little white Italian dudes, but they think they're big white Italian dudes. Hey, yeah. They ain't. All right? So... My man taps me. Now we're battle buddies, so we look out for each other. Yeah. My man taps me, say, Hey, might have a little situation. I need to make sure you got my back. Hey, you know me, I'm down for the cause. If you win it, I'm in it. It is what it is. Yeah. So my man, he's talking to this dude, probably at least twice the size, at least twice the size. Good. Got to be 250, 260. Big, big joker. Uh huh. My man say something. Now we're in the club, so I can't hear what they're saying. But what happens is they talking, they talking. The dude points at him like this. He gives him this dude, one of these numbers. 
He turns his head and comes with a haymaker, lays my man smooth out six, seven feet, sliding across the floor. Wow. He out cold. But I got my man's back. So I go and start throwing them hands on him. Next thing I know, I feel a beer bottle on the back of my head. I'm like, ah, somebody hit me in the back of the head with a beer bottle. Still uh. fighting, still fighting. Ah, another beer bottle. Ah, another beer bottle. Before I knew it, the essays, they don't like us fighting it up in their club. They're just uh. throwing beer bottles, raining beer bottles on us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the dude I'm fighting, he's in the army too. <laughs> so instead of us fighting each other, we end up helping each other get out the club. And we're getting chased down the street of Mexico by some essays over a fight. Now, we get back to the border. Everybody's bloodied up, beat up or whatever. I asked my man that's been knocked out the whole time. You know, we had to get him up, you know. Yeah. I'm like, my man, explain to me what we were fighting about. You can't guess what we were fighting about. You can't guess. You couldn't put enough money on it, Raphael. What what was y'all what were y'all fighting about? What caused him to get slid seven feet across the floor? A female. Oh, okay. A See, female. I, I figured it was a female. Because when you're in the club, you know, it's normally a female. So a female. What what about this female? Like, oh, you dancing with my girl, or that's the girl I'm trying to holler at? Cause I understand y'all, y'all from the stage, y'all in Mexico. This is on their turn. So what female, like, what, what about this female that caused him to approach this dude twice his size and end up being slid across the floor? It's the, it's the same story throughout time. It's, he was talking to this chick. Things weren't going the way he thought they should go or she thought they should go. So she found this new cat. Yeah. And, and she told the new cat about the old cat and the old cat and the new cat ended up meeting each other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And somehow I'm fighting for a chick I ain't even with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sounds- had, he had, had he had given me that information before, uh-huh. hey man, I might get into it with this dude over a female. I would say, Mm-mm, don't do that. Go to the bar and drink. <laughs> take a, hey, take take a five minute timeout. <laughs> Let's think about this. Because now I was like, oh, you fighting over a female? I ain't with that. Right. See, I'm thinking it's something else. My man got disrespectful, this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm thinking it's something to that effect. But I'm a young cat, and I really ain't thinking it through. I'm just with it. All he, all he said was, look, some things may pop off. Are you here? And you're like, all right, you my man, so you know I got you. You know, I, I I get it, and I yeah. think especially at that moment, you you know when you' about to be in some bullshit as far yeah. as you know, and you need your dudes to be with you because you know you' about to be in some bullshit. So I'm not gonna tell you everything because yeah. you talk me out of it. Yeah. But I need to prove a point because right now my prize, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. trying to get with this shawty. She ain't feeling the vibe, so she go to someone else that's that she's feeling. And you think, oh, oh, what you think? Because he tall, I'm short. Like it's oh, because of this, look, I will fold this motherfucker right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna show you, I am the superior man. You know that whole yeah. alpha shit, all right? Yeah. So, Let me tell you something. He was not the superior man. Mm-mm, no, my man got smooth. I mean, smooth out. He asking me what happened. You asking me? You was there? 
Oh, he was my. there. You don't remember what happened? <laughs> so, oh, man. To make a long story short, we never hung out again, just so you know. I, I would imagine so. Oh, would- and then, look, my man was in the Army, too. He was just in a different unit. He called yeah. me in the gym one day. Oh, wow. And the only reason I just assumed he didn't put his hands on me because he had no problem with me, he right. understood my position. Right. See? But he had me dead to right. He had me in the gym working out. He had me dead to right. Yeah. See? You, you, you got to be careful. See, it, th- there's, there's people who manipulate the bro code. Yeah. You know, it, it's just when, when you get into situations, it was like, all right. You know, say if, if you get into some some bullshit, of course we're gonna get your back and stuff like that. But if we know you it was some bullshit, then yeah, we're gonna defend you, make sure you safe and you don't get, you know, messed up or whatever. But once we get, you know, safe and in the privacy of wherever we are in our space, then we'll be like, yo, now you know that was some shit. Yeah. You, you know you was wrong. Like, you know, we do that, but yeah. You you just you just can't hold that to everybody because people be trying to manipulate or they don't understand the dynamics of really upholding the bro code. Yeah. It's like ah yeah you you check and see if your dudes got your back and y'all right, but at the same time you gotta also think about their safety too. It's not always about starting and getting into shit. Yeah. It has to be easy. Has to and and plus there has to be a plan. It has to be a plan. You can't just, all right, I'm about to go start some shit. You ready? I'm with it. And we don't know what we're getting ourselves into or what the context. Yeah. My man had a plan. His plan was to go to sleep. Yeah, he, he also had a plan. And he, he just needed to make sure because if I needed help against this dude twice my size, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I got someone else that we can take him down together. And it'll still make me look good because he's down. The dude you left me for is down. And I'm here. Hear me roar, bitch. And then it just did. Man, my head still hurt from them damn beer bottles, man. I still feel man, that shit. I, I, I think I got a question. Like, do you think, like, um, you know, I my mom stayed in Bowling Springs, so I grew up in Bowling Springs, but I got adopted by Lido, so I appreciate y'all. But uh-huh. do you think because of Lido, LOC, Chevy, North Carolina, it made our awareness on certain things like that more equipped to others? Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Uh- I don't know. I think it's a North Carolina thing. Like, like if you're from North Carolina and somebody got a problem with you, it's not like it's not like you trying to out talk them or out. You know, it's not you're not trying to josh with them. It's like if you got if you feel that kind of way, then let's see what's up. I guess yeah. it's a North Carolina thing because again, this cat was from up north. It was a New York cat, right? <laughs> so. Where I'm from, yeah. I don't see the point of running my mouth if I ain't gonna do something. Yeah. If exactly. I know I ain't gonna fight you, if I know it, mm-hmm. and you talking to me, I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna stop mm. talking, and I'm only because I don't have no intentions on fighting you. Right. True. Either that or it's just worth well, getting. I'm not, I'm not trying to win a, a, a verbal sparring match. You know, we ain't gonna lip box. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah. where, where I'm, where we from? If you got a problem, come see me. Now, if you mm. ain't got no problem, stop running your mouth. Then stop running your mouth. That's yeah. where I'm see, from. See, and I think you know people miss those references and those metaphors when Rafi tell them that. Look, where I'm from, we do this, we do this, we do this. Yeah. Because I remember a time, mm-hmm. Craig, when we went to the club and um. We never stopped our feet. 
we never batted an eye. We kept on walking to a car. You remember when we was coming out of Spontbird and a dude was shooting in the car? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and we, but we never, we didn't jump or anything. We just like, oh man, they shooting over there. Yeah, because they weren't shooting at us. Yeah, so, we were good. Right, we was good. So we kept on walking to the car, and I was like, it was, I thought about that later. I was like, we different because people would think that's weird. Like, why, why didn't y'all duck down? If yeah. I don't know that person, and I ain't did nothing to make that person shoot at me, and they not shooting at me, why am I gonna run to the bullets? Yeah, yeah. right. I, I noticed it kind of like. I, Georgia cats, Alabama cats, you know what I'm saying? They they didn't grow up in that my talk game got to be the better game. That's how I win right. this mental contest that we had. No, you got a problem. Well, let's let's see what's up then. Period. Yeah. And if and if it ain't a problem, ain't no need for us to keep having this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're right. And and, and and I was absolutely against that because you know I, I didn't talk at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I rarely talk. Because then it's like, because one, I know what I'm capable of. And two, you know, there's very few instances. I think the only time where I really had to just make an example out of somebody was old dude in, in the bathroom when we were in school. Um, I know you're not talking about Chris. I know you're not talking about Chris. <laughs> that was the only time. I know you're not talking about <laughs> that Chris. That was the only time. Because after that, then people was like, nah, l- l- leave Raffi alone. Leave yeah, him alone. Can, <laughs> you about, about cracked his head on the sink, man. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, I know I, I don't bother anybody. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't bother nobody. I'm on my business. Oh, yeah. I have my fun. And, you know, I, I have my fun with my people. I don't go looking yeah. for trouble. But at the no. same time, you know, where we from, we don't look for trouble, but we don't back down from it either. So, I'm yeah. the type of person yeah. that when we have a disagreement or argument, I'm gonna seek out violence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You so, might say you might say something slick. It might rub me the wrong way. I'm like, oh, okay. You 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 that cat. You're gonna say whatever comes to your mind. You're mm-hmm. gonna remove your level of disrespect. That's my cue to let you be. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not because I fear you, because I know you' about to be stupid. Right. And I don't want to have to hurt you just to prove to you how stupid you are. Exactly. So as soon as you show me that that level of your insecurities and you feel like you need to just pop off because you ain't got nothing to gain. Ain't mm-hmm. no money in it. No. Nope. You feel like you need to be disrespectful. And you know what? I'm grown. Cool. I'm out. Y'all have a nice day. If y'all yeah. want to talk to him, talk to him. And that's just how we were. And, you know, of course, there's a couple other examples I can give, but. Um, this is a recording, so I'm not going to dry snitch on myself. But uh, <laughs> I'm not. That was when uh, I was a little too street for some things, so I'm gonna uh, leave that there. But going back to in school, y'all know that's just how I was. Period. Just I, I stick to myself. I'm cool. You know, I'm I'm not so much in in the crowd like like with our dynamic. Phil was the life of the party. And Philip knew everybody, could talk to anybody. I was the dude, as far as the dynamic, that was like, I wouldn't necessarily play the wall, but I just kind of chill. I'm, I'm the dude that, that watches everything. And then just be like, hmm, I see I see his energy. Okay, I see her energy. I'm I'm cool. I, I, I'm, I'm the type that watches and surveys everything. So if anything else that needs to pop off, okay, I got a full bird's eye view on what's happening, how it's happening, when it's going to happen, and, you know, just, just I, I'm there, but I'm not there. 
And I, I that's that's kind of how I've how I've been. I'm there, but I'm not there. And uh I just I just never been the type. Never been the type, but I've always been the type to finish it. It's just mm-hmm. if there's really your problem. So for the most part, when you run across these dudes, especially now that I'm in, in this battle rap stuff, you find a lot of that. A lot of dudes from all these different places, and all they do is just talk, and they just talk for the sake of talking. And it's like I I I know what is it. I know what this is, and I know you really ain't about the stuff you're talking about because when you see me, it's yo, what's up, Dante? Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, I see your, you know, it's it's like that, like, but you was you was talking a whole bunch of stuff online, and like, so it is. I've never been that type. I've never been that type, and um, I think for the most part. I think it comes with a, a level of critical thinking and just being able to kind of think your way through things to, to see exactly what it is, where it's not always said with your chest or or for the sake of pride, because it's like for the most part, people get they ass whooped. Like in your example, Craig, people get they ass whooped for the simple fact of of overreaching with pride, pride yeah. and ego. Yep. And I think it is where, you know, I got to look like I'm the strongest and the best and stuff all all the time. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, some of well, y'all pride and ego turns into stupidity. I, huh? I, 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 I let this determine my fate. Right. You know? Yep. Why, why am I standing there ready to fight some dude without cause? He ain't said nothing to me. He ain't, until he put his hands on my man. What what do I have to gain from this? Right. And if my man wouldn't have confronted him over it and just went all the all the night, everybody would have been good. And even then, it's like y'all don't even have that type of connection or level of friendship to where even if there isn't a quote unquote valid reason that you would still be willing to do it. Because again, you know, part of that bro code that people don't even understand. They just think, you know, well, loyalty, you gotta be loyalty, so you gotta have my back. True, but that works both ways. But part right. of this bro code is, you know, it's if something's about to pop off, you gotta think about everyone's safety and not just have yeah. my back. I'm about to he do thought, something stupid. He thought about his pride, so, he thought about this girl. He didn't really care about me or anybody else that was with us. There's about four or five of us that jumped in it. I mean, we got uh-huh. we got battered with beer bottles, battered. Yeah. So, See, but hey, it, we live. It, hey, we made it out of Mexico alive. I need to get me a T-shirt. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did because goddamn, I don't know what would have happened if you would have got caught up in there. It was <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, the man I was fighting, we had to help each other get yeah. out the club. <laughs> <laughs> the, the enemy of my enemy yeah. is my friend. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's that's crazy, bro. That's why that, I think he didn't lay no hands on me when he saw me in the gym working out because I might have saved his life too. Right, exactly. Because you know, and and that's just that comes from just you know uh, just understanding the situation that you were in, and then understanding that you know, all right, you just trying to take up for for your friend, but at the same time, it's when shit hit the fan and then we had to help each other we, we did what we had to do to survive and we we understand that oh we we both in the army you know different units but basically 
you know, as far as army goes, we're, we're brothers in arms. So, you know, we leave that shit wherever it is. So, you know, kudos to him for not going off of irrational ego and pride and stuff like that. So, yeah, but he laid my man smooth out, though. That mother was laid out praying like this. I didn't know what was yeah, going on. But it, he, he had it coming. Yeah. He was in a, he, you know, on, on hindsight, he was a little asshole, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the girl wasn't even pretty. That's the sad part. She wasn't oh, even pretty. Oh. She was oh, below God. average. Do you know that men's lives are destroyed every day? Every day. Fucking with ugly women. Mm. Do you know? <laughs> Understand, like you can have the nicest, most beautiful woman on your arm, but you would throw it all away. Yeah, for some ugly. <laughs> like, we'll do it. Y'all know I'm not lying. You're not. You telling the truth? It don't matter what you have. You could be in a committed relationship with the most beautiful, nicest, sweetest, um, you know, just the most complete woman for you. And then you will fuck all that shit up over some hood booger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a gutter rat. <laughs> over some gutter rat. It's like, yeah. why do we do that? Like, why do men do that? Okay, so I got a theory. I've been, I've really been working on this theory. So here's my logic behind it. So I've been watching a couple of videos where, where men and women talk about uh, relationships and monogamy and, and things of that nature. Uh-huh. I think it's safe to say, as men, we are not designed to be in monogamous relationships. This is a social structure that we have been indoctrinated into, and we play by the rules of society, right? Okay. Because, and this is just my theory. Y'all ain't got to agree with me. This is just me, me thinking out loud, and I'm putting it out there. Okay. I always feel like the alphas do what they want to do. They don't constrain themselves or ourselves, I put myself in this category, mm-hmm. to the limitations of just one woman. Okay. Um, when we do constrain ourselves, it's because we seek that civil society, social level of engagement. Does that make sense? Society yep. says you should be in a committed relationship. Ergo, we follow the rule. Right. Mm. Right? Does that make sense? Makes sense. But you can take any baller if you want to, right? When their money is so ridiculous, they can't seem to stay with one woman, can they? So that that boils down to one basic principle. A man is as faithful as his options. That is um, a theory or something that was recently said on uh on a program by kevin samuels you, you guys are familiar with kevin samuels sure that might i might even be stealing it from i don't even know yeah <laughs> he said because you know he talks about uh basically you know high value men mm-hmm. and he also talks speaks on the delusion of women when it comes to accountability of what women want and being qualified or to meet the requirements to get the type of man that they want. So it's like, oh, you know, we talked about it before. The woman is like, oh, I want a, a six-figure guy, uh-huh. but, you know, I'm 
this size, this weight, and these kids, and all of a sudden, so we're like, well, what makes you think that you're going to get this guy? So, uh, Kevin Samuels said something. This was probably months ago, but you know, his stuff just goes viral because people, women hate that man. Yeah, <laughs> women hate him, men love him, and uh, <laughs> and he, but he said that high value men do not cheat; they have options, or they they explore options and he said that and of course women drug them drug them and you know just the backlash was fierce and it was fast and then a few days later they they started detailing the divorce details of bill gates and his wife and it was revealed that once a year that bill gates would go on a vacation with his ex now, while he's married he Damn. will go vacation once a year with his ex. Now tell me that ain't some alpha shit. That's alpha. That's alpha doll right there. So, but, but it, do he got babies by his ex? I I didn't read that far. I didn't read that deep into it from the article I read. It didn't say anything about any children. But um, yeah. I got a question. Let me comment on this before Craig Mac put his juice on it. Uh huh. All right. So, um, I talked to one of our classmates a long time ago. Her name is Stetson Pat. Um, love you, Stetson. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, she would tell me that, you know, calling people's names out like crazy. So it, it's just funny. Hey, <laughs> hey, okay. hey, hey listen, it's okay. Hey, listen, but she would tell me, you know, that she dates. I was like, all right, cool. And it made me think about it, you know, Stetson is white. Black mm -hmm. people, even black women, I mean, even men, some of us, I say some of us, it may not be none of us, but some of us. When we talk to somebody, why do we assume that we can't talk to nobody else? Because white people do it all the time. They date. Like, hold on, we're not together. We date. And okay, let's let's get this together right now. Let's make this agreement. Or women might even do it. But I'm just saying, like, in the minority culture, black people, we like we state claims on on people, you know. And um, it's almost like I've been talking to you for two weeks. You mind? You find out you talking to somebody else. Now I'm mad at you. I don't want to talk to you no more. But yeah, we're not that's together. Culture. That's just cultural yeah. control, cultural, civic control, things of that nature. Now, what you're talking about is you're talking about like in society where like let's use let's use I just want to use Stetson as a, a as a prototypical example, right? Upper middle class, highly educated, right? So mm -hmm. she obviously she's gonna have uh there's gotta be qualifications, right? Right. And She's not going to fool with you if you don't meet these qualifications. But exactly. you might meet some, but not all. So she's not going to fully invest herself into you, but she'll talk to you. Be, you might go on a couple of dates with her, but she's going to have four or five. And she might not She might not even be sleeping around with her, but she's keeping them on the hook, mm -hmm. right? And she's, she's easy going because she doesn't – first, she don't need a man. Right. Yeah. So she's in control of the situation. She's dictating the terms of how it's going to go down. The problem for women in today's society, men have flipped the roles. We are in control. Now, I know what you're saying. Now, women got vagina. Vagina rules the world. This is true. But a woman can get a man at any time. But it takes a lifetime for a woman to get a husband. That's the problem that Ooh. women have because they're <laughs> not the after. <clears throat> they're not after uh, quantity. They're after quality. 
Quality. Right. Uh, so it's hard to get a quality man because you have to sift through all the non-qualified men. Right. So when a man understands his quality, his value, and he understands that my ability is based on my ability to get women is now optional, right? When when a quality man finds a Stetson, he may find four or five Stetsons instead of just one. Mm. So okay. she she might not be fully committing to him, but he ain't fully committing to her, but he still got her on the hook. Mm. Yeah. So that's what well, I say. It's, it's an awkward display of reciprocity. Yeah. But even though it's like, yeah, we, we're kind of we're kind of talking, but we're not really committing to one another. It was like, well, I'm not committed to you either, but we still kind of keeping each other on the hook just in case, you know, whatever, whatever happens that may want me or make me come back to look at you a little bit deeper if I'm ready to commit or or move towards committing to you. And um but yeah, but uh, shout out to Stetson, all love. Hope everything is well, all love. Because uh, we be saying everybody's name. Throw you out there, baby. I, I don't care. I'm I'm waiting to tell my story about Bryce Hip. Uh, we keeping it real. We keeping it real. I'm waiting to tell my story for the right time. I'm gonna tell my my Bryce Hip story. But uh, <laughs> and can I can I make but, one more? Can I make one more point? Uh, what's up? I think I think this happens in. And I can only speak for men. I can't speak for women. I think as men, as we get opportunities, as we get jobs, as we get money or whatever have you, we we actually grow in value. Whereas, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, after a woman has been worldly, see how safely I said that? Worldly. It appears to me that her value has uh, went down or depreciated. Now that's just my opinion. Well, I, I think that's that's a very safe one because you know when it comes to the fundamental things, especially talking about relationships, like it's is widely accepted and known that men's value is based on his money, oh, uh, and mm. or the security that he offers because they see women see security in money. So that's why when you run into like a Kevin Samuels or anyone in the the manosphere, as it's called, they hold women accountable as to, oh, you want a man that makes this amount of money, but you have you know, skills or da 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 to actually get that man that makes that type of money. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a man, they value or the the value they have in a woman is pussy. Mm-hmm. So you know that's the whole game that's being played. So. You know, a man and his money, a woman and a pussy. And who can leverage it more? Who can run the power play more effectively to get what they want? Use a pussy to get that hundred thousand plus man, or use that hundred thousand to get all the pussy he wants. So it's 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 a whole game in, in that, and that's how we determine uh each other's value. Like for example. Uh, I know we talked about this before, but I'll bring it back up again uh, about the woman uh, who told the story of going on the first date with the guy. And she says, well, um, I was running, running a little late. So I had uh, so I had 
the guy picked me and my daughter up and I needed to get my daughter some food before we went on our date. So we go to McDonald's, we order food. And when it's time to pay, the man expected me to pay for my daughter's food. You know, I asked the man if he wanted something too, but when it was time to pay, he looked at me and was like, you know, I, you want to pay? And she was mentioned how that just left such a bad taste in her mouth. And she said right then and there at that very moment, because he would not pay for her daughter's food to eat before they go on their date. She decided that no, he will not get this pussy. He will not hit this. I will not have sex with this man. And as absolutely asinine as that sounds, that's mostly what you're going to deal with. It was like, so she placed his value on his ability to spend money. Yeah, his willingness to spend money. To spend money because she she equated that as, oh, you're not going to pay for my soul. You must be broke. You know, oh, you like, oh, you must be broke. You don't want to pay for my daughter's meal. You know, even though this is our very first date. So, oh, that's a bad impression for me. So, oh, you're never going to get this pussy. Can I, can I, can I, uh huh. So, you know, I think, especially with women, you know, like women sometimes interpret love or an affection differently than men. Um, You know, there's, there's five love languages that people speak. And this could have been a part of her love language. Um, like for me, like I don't care how much stuff you buy me. It means nothing to me. It's pointless. Because right. that's not my love language. Right. My love language is quality time and physical touch. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you, if you beat me up, if you tickle me, if you play with me, if you make love to me, that is how I interpret love. You can buy me a new car. Oh, that's nice. Cool. You can take me on a trip to the Bahamas. Oh, that's awesome. But it doesn't mean nearly the same thing as it does just to hold me or you know tickle me or fight me or whatever you know that that's yeah. my thing you know right you know nope I understand and but I I would say when it comes to this example with this girl I don't think that's a love language I just think she was delusional as fuck <laughs> <laughs> well that's a that is a possibility I just, too. I just think because I know that's how a lot of women think. And it's not even so much of, oh, well, if you dating him and then the, the child comes with it, again, like I said with the, the whole Mother's Day thing, no, I ain't getting you shit. I don't know you, and I damn sure don't know your daughter. So this is your child. Buy your child something to eat, and let's go on this date. But if we're doing this, then we're probably going to call the date off for me because I'm like, no, this, this, that's not how this game is played. Like, I don't even know you. And then you already trying to dig into my wallet or have some expectation that I need to feed your daughter when, you're the parent. when you are the, the parent. I'm not the parent of this child. I'm not responsible for this child. And for someone like me, which I believe what has a lot of women confused when you have someone that doesn't fit the stereotypical thing of we're just sex driven and, and we just want pussy from women. And that's and that's not all that you have to offer me that I'm enticed with. Then you just shit out of luck. Like you, you when you get to those levels, and it's like your vagina cannot be used to sway me because yeah. you know you come to a person that's able to think and understand. Every single female in this world has a vagina, so um, 
if that's all you have to offer me, then get out my card and go on to McDonald's, order your food, and go play on the slide and <laughs> wait for and I mean, and that's just and that's just me. And so you know, I, I may get into an argument or two with some females because you know. I, I tend to agree with some of the or a lot of the things that Kevin said. <laughs> uh, because it's like I just think about, you know, the whole accountability thing that no one really wants to hold themselves account hold themselves to. And that and it goes to the men too. You know, so that's not the act like, you know, men are, you know, this uh, this prototypical uh the the example of what excellent <laughs> I did. I understand that as there are shitty quality women, there are shitty quality men. And for you to kind of find that one, yeah, you're going to have to unfortunately sift through a lot of shitty people. And right, and let me. But like, like Kevin, if you notice, like he's he's older, he's educated, he's he's world renowned. He has all the sophistication to him, right? Right. He's not thinking with his penis. You, do you right. see? You see what the thought process is, yep. right? So as long as the man is thinking with the penis, the woman has a clear advantage. Advantage, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when he's not thinking with his penis and he's thinking his head, she's at a clear disadvantage. Yep. Because right. now your one attribute isn't the one thing he's looking for. So you have to be more than just physically good looking. You have to be intelligent. You have to be knowing. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to be in a situation and or bring something to the table other than the table itself. Well, well here's, here's the thing with that. And I, it, it it irks me so much when I hear these women tell me that, that I am the table. And I'm like, well, you do understand that there are many types of tables, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so don't don't tell me I am the table. when it's like, yeah, you, you may be a table. You may be a Fisher Price kitty table. You 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 may be like nah I I I need a grown adult table like there's you know understand again there are different types of tables don't just think that a table is an all encompassing universal thing so it was like no if, if what you have belongs on the kitty table the things you bring to the table belongs on the kitty table and you need to. <laughs> Go to the kitty table. I, I I need a grown a grown table. I don't need a shitty table with three legs. I, I don't need a table that's wobbly. Don't, don't come to me. <laughs> I don't need I don't need a table with, with when I sit down to it, it, it creaks and cracks and makes noises. I I need a solid, well furnished, polished table. And if you're not that, don't come to me talking about I am the table. No, sit, sit your ass over there in in, in the daycare. <laughs> Two-year-old toddler tables. Get out of my face. All right, I'm done. <laughs> well, hey, fellas, yeah, it's been fun. I hate to have to run on you. Uh, Got to go take care of my table real quick. You know what I, I'm saying? I understand. I understand. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys. Love y'all, man. Right. Love you, too. Love you, too. Tell the fan we said what's up. All right, y'all take it easy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's amazing. Um. You know, getting back on that because believe it or not, y'all may have not known it, but I knew it. It took a while for me to really talk to a girl that I really like, mm-hmm. and and only because, 
Only because, like, you know, it was y'all may have looked at it like, oh, it's easy for him to talk to these girls. But then I'd be like, well, who I talked to in high school? Didn't nobody really know. And um, shout to Tia. <laughs> I know we still saying names because I me know. and Tia, me and Tia was friends. But you know, I I, I love I love Tia to death because she shout out to Tia with the what what's the name of the podcast? The hot mess. The, the hot mess podcast. Chocolate. The hot chocolate mess podcast. Shout yeah, out to Tia. Yeah. And I forgot her friend's name. I don't want to be disrespectful. But she, yeah, shout out to them to their podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. we make calling soon for a collaboration. But yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. but yeah, but Tia, but Tia, um, you know, she she's a good friend, and um, she's put me on game to a lot of things with women, and um, even just saying why can men talk to who they want to talk to and women can't. I was like, wow. I was like, she got she, she got a point, but just her confidence in it, you know, because I want I want one of those really types to really approach people, but she was approachable. And she made things right. easy. But even even with, you know, even with now, it took a while for me to lose good women, good girls talking to them for me to realize maybe I need to say something to make them know that I like them versus staying in the friend zone for so long. Then they slip <laughs> away. You know what I mean? Like, dang, you know, so, not even so many people. There was yeah. a couple where you talked to and, and I knew they were like really, really, really good girls who were really, really good for you. And I'm like, damn, Philip, what happened? What did she call? <laughs> I'm like, like Philip, what did you do, man? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to make a list of, of classmates, but you know, <laughs> and, and, and and I and I love. I mean, I was talking to my ex-wife today about. Uh, I was like, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the mother. I love both the mother and my children and everything. Right. And um, whomever I end up talking to, I want them to be able to know me for me. So I always said that now, coming back home now, I couldn't see myself talking to someone who don't love God, Mm -hmm. someone who don't know me. That mean past or present, you know what I mean? But they know me. They knew me before I left. And someone, I almost don't know if I could talk to somebody who don't have kids. Uh Only because I love my kids so much that I couldn't imagine myself talking to somebody who don't have kids because they wouldn't understand you know, understand. they want to yeah. understand how I feel towards mine. Right. So, you know, and, and and it's a few close friends um that I talk to all the time, you know. But you know, it's one it might be one in particular that um that I might talk to. I, um she's contacted me recently. And um and when we go off live, I mention her name. I'm not gonna mention her name. Gotcha. Of course, so, of course. So that, that, that's just because, you know, like I said before, I've never been one to talk about my my relationships at all. Not even the one with my ex-wife, not even one. With uh with my ex, so you know, not not at all. I never been one to do that. So even just to mention this person's name, I don't want to run them off. So I ain't gonna run you off. Right. Uh huh. Um, ain't gonna run you off. Even now, but even but even now, maybe waiting on me to um send a message to say, hey, how you doing? But mm-hmm. but God is God has really put you know, people in position the, of understanding. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're we're still men, so you know, we still uh, and and to. To piggyback off of what you just said just now, that that's called growth. Because I think mm-hmm. as far as when we come to a place of understanding ourselves, understanding who we are for ourselves, and then it's easier to carry ourselves in a way to where it's easier to project that energy and to speak to others in a way to where, one, it allows them to get to know who you are because I, I know who I am. I know this, mm. this, 
what I like, what I don't like, my preferences, my 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 pet peeves. It's just, you know, this is me. It's easier for me to show you that because I've gone through these experiences and and now I understand and I've grown. You know, that's that's yeah. just, you know, we've grown as we grown men. men out here now. Yeah. And mind you, America, listen up. Let's listen to the um, talk my credo. Every woman we we just now said is very well accomplished. Very well um, accomplished. If they, if they have kids, they they are amazing mothers, but they are very well accomplished. So very that's well the number one thing. So for us to mention their name, let let us make sure you know that they have high accolades and they have good credit scores too. It's all love. It's all respect. And these women, every last one of them, are are successful in their own right. Like successful, yes. successful, and you know. It's all all love, all love from from the Talk My Credo podcast, and uh, with the accept of my Bryce Hip story. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, but but you haven't gotten to that yet, so so you know you get you get that soon. But even still, even still, it's all love. There is all love. I, I yeah. swear to God, I have no vitriol, no ill will, no hate or anything <laughs> towards that man. I swear I don't. It was just. Such an amazing experience and interaction I had with him years ago, but it taught me a valuable <laughs> lesson. It, it taught me a valuable lesson when it comes to uh, the mindset of certain people, even in certain situations. But that's that's another story for another time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I got a couple other stories for with other classmates of ours that um, I'm like, yeah. But we 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 gotta have a um a trip down memory lane um cast one time. So. Yeah, uh, but man, man, I, I'll have to I have to think about how I want to format that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh we've been through some shit. We've been through some <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it it's just been, you know, it's it's a good thing to to kind of see where you are. And to understand where you come from again, that's that's a part of growth. Because now, like I said, when when you get to these situations where you're interacting with people, you know, you understand, you know, again, what you are and what you want. So you're not apt to waste your time or their time. So it was like th- this is, uh, this is my goal. This is what I'm aspiring to, uh, yeah. because it took that process of learning who you are. Uh, and so this is the path that I'm on. If you're not walking in that same path and walking in that same direction or yeah. similar aspirations, then it's not going to work. So I can tell you from the jump that this this may not work out. So, you know, I, I appreciate your time. I'm sorry if you feel like you wasted the time, but let's let's go ahead and, and count our losses here and, and, and look elsewhere and see other people. So it's just and, and that takes a maturity. Um, and that unfortunately you know you kind of have to go through via experience because you know just you know it, it goes it takes a, a heartbreak or two it, it takes you know a, a toxic relationship or two uh yeah. for you to understand like yeah nah i don't like that my thing was i had a horrible thing when it comes to boundaries and reciprocity mm. because I, I i had the mindset of you know if I'm treating you this particular way, then that gives you no reason to treat me any other way than how mm. I'm treating you. So, you know, all through school and, and early adulthood, you know, it's like, that's how I treated my relationships. So it was like, 
you know, I'm, I'm being good to you. Yeah. Really good to you. Yeah. And, you know, and because of that, then, you know, I expect the same energy, you know, it, it I, and reciprocity is a really big thing of mine. Uh, and so I didn't exactly know, I didn't exactly know how to describe what reciprocity was, but I knew that that's, that's what I looked for in relationships in my early years. Um, and the problem was I did that. And when I, when that energy wasn't returned, when that treatment wasn't returned, when that love wasn't returned, and then it, it would just fuck me up. Cause I, I just couldn't understand like, why would you do this? Or why would you do that? Or what, why would you think this way and bring us as far as a relationship into this particular situation when like, I don't do that to you. And this was like, so it, it took me a while to be able to set boundaries because, and it's not that I didn't know how to set boundaries with people. I did not know how to set boundaries with people I was in the relationship with. Ooh. And okay. when every, with everyone else, you know, of course, nah, you, you know, I, I have no problem telling you no. I have no problem telling you get out of my face. I have no problem telling you to get on with that bullshit. I have no problem telling you, nah, that that's offensive to me. Chill. I, I, I have no problem setting and upholding boundaries with people. But it's like when I'm with a relationship with someone, I felt like all the walls come down and I'm completely open here. here everything that i am and i'm gonna give everything that i am to you and because we're in this you know quote-unquote committed relationship then i expect you to give everything that you are to me and you know we live happily ever after type thing and i was ridiculously naive but learning to set boundaries and expectations for myself cause like because i'm going to do this this is how i'm, I'm going to move and of course uh, in, in a relationship, I always, cause you know me, I'm always the observant one. I sit back and I observe. And so I'm, I'm damn near studying, you know, my girl, I'm, I'm learning every little quirk, what she like, don't like this, that the third, you know, like I'm, I'm, I had this thing where, um, and I hope it's not received out of context America, but like, you know, I, I will master the, the book of so-and-so, right? So like mm -hmm. I, I will study this book from cover to cover and backwards if i have to so i will know exactly who and what you are and how um how to move when it comes to who you are as a person and you know it just when it wasn't returned when that energy or expectation wasn't returned it was like oh it will fuck me up so bad uh so that's what i had to grow into of not saying that my perspective was wrong but to understand that their perspective may not be the same but also be able to set boundaries and expectations of what I need and to effectively right. communicate that in my relationship. And yeah, that's, that's been the big lesson for me in adulthood and growing and figuring out how to operate. So now, you know, I'm married, me and wifey is good. It's solid. That, solid. See, that's how I know. That's how I know we brothers, you know what I mean? And because everything you just said, it's everything that I've done and um, everything I still do because I feel like if you really care about somebody, if you really like me, you, you will get to know them. And um, uh -huh. you would try to find out all their favorite things. And uh, my youngest daughter, mom, you know, she was my best friend. And we talked about probably every single thing. And then when I left, I know it was a discord between that. And, you know, 
And I apologize again for leaving y'all. But um, it was just so many things and that I knew about her because I asked these questions. So I gave her the key to the city. What is the key yep. to the city you asked? The key to the city is a password to every single thing that I had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care. I didn't, it didn't matter because she knew it. She knew everything anyway, to that point of saying, well, you know, I can say, hey, go check this for me on, on Facebook. Go check this for me on Instagram. Go check my email. You know, to that point, hey, you got my bank card information? All right, we'll go buy yourself something. You know what I mean? Those things because I trusted someone. And mm-hmm. even though things didn't turn out the way I intended, um, she voiced to me about a book she had started reading and it talked about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of times I told her, I said, I, I loved you so much I was afraid to lose you. Mm-hmm. To that point that no matter what, I wasn't going to do anything to push you away. Yep. So when it got to that point of me saying, you know what, enough is enough. I've been catering to you for so long. So now I'm going to say no. Now I'm going to say whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to get to that point for myself because I realized it didn't get me nowhere doing it the other way. So why don't I try it this way? So either way it goes, you know, we're not together. So neither one of them work. But I realized that I can do that. So it was preparation for, like you said, growth. Preparation for whomever I be with next whomever that lucky someone is, but I'm always against prepping up something for somebody else to take. Right. So yeah. I tell them real quick, I'm like, I'm better than I was yesterday. I'm better than I was last year. So that person that you thought you hurt or that person you thought you rejected, and that's to all the girls I've ever talked to, because I don't think I ever had a relationship, good or bad, that ended ill, ill, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was, you know, I, I've, I've had some that taught me a few things. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate every single one of them because I took little nuggets off each and every one of them and created the person that I'm going to be for that next one. I can't wait to get married again. You get ready for the wedding now. I cannot wait. I'm excited. You ain't never seen no man say they're excited to be married. I don't just want to be married. I want to have a marriage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. that's another. That's a whole other topic in of itself. Just people who want the, want the, the wedding but not the marriage. Or they're not prepared for the marriage. Um, yeah, that that's a whole conversation in and of itself. But just listen to you talk. I was just thinking about the the biggest lesson. Uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned was when I was uh not in the most positive or proud lights, so to speak. Definitely not my proudest moments was uh was a very toxic relationship but now i'll tell that story too in a bit but you know we're kind of we're a little over an hour now so we'll hold off on those story times but um one thing that i i did learn is because i i went from one extreme to another it was you know you had the key to the city as you put it and then it was you know dang near you had the military crawl over every single wall that i put up you know because you know, at that point, it was like, you know, I don't trust any one of y'all, all y'all, you know, fake, all y'all got these issues and, and y'all really ain't trying to this, that, and the third. So, you know, the, the way women be like, oh, you're going to have to earn this. No, I, I was, I was like, no, you, you, every single thing that I give you, you're going to have to earn it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's the balance there to where I, I am going to be who I am, but I'm not going to be who I am and not have a means to protect myself so you know me loving the way that i love 
and doing the things that I want to do for my lady is still not going to come as if I'm diving out of an airplane without a parachute, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I still have a means to protect myself and a mindset of understanding that because I do this, they may not, they may not reciprocate that. And, yeah. and, you know, as far as that, I'm not saying that it's, it's uh foolproof and it works, but, uh, or it's like works 100% of the time with, with no failures. Cause you know, there's nothing perfect, especially in, in a relationship because, as emotions change and situations change, things things change. So, um, but that's what I would just balance, balance and being able to love freely, but protecting yourself in the process. So, yeah, that's that's it, man. Like we we're about an hour, 12, 13 in, and uh, I definitely like this pod. We probably should do do more like this um, because honestly, I I really don't. I, I try not to make this a super political podcast. Like I don't want to talk about political stuff all the time. Uh, even yeah. though I, I am going to talk about um, the black lives matter chick that stepped down from the group after she done bought all these million dollar luxury homes. So uh was like, mm-hmm. she, she, she took the money and ran literally, but, uh, literally. but we'll talk about that another time. Um, you know, but I, I, I do like, topics like this and we're going to try to get some more perspectives up in here uh to kind of voice their opinions as well because even though i don't know why because you as the listener you should know that you know these two or three voices here is all the perspectives you need because we cover everything so there's nothing else you really need but in case just in case you want to hear another perspective from someone else, maybe your female, maybe someone who's not a, a non-black person, that type of thing. So we're, we're always open of having people on and to share their perspective. So, you know, if, if that's what you want, of course, of course, we'll do that. I don't understand why, you know, but OK, fine, fine. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but all that being said, but we're going to go ahead and and, and, and bounce out here. Uh, thank you guys once again for checking out the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo on behalf of my brothers from another, Craig Mack, who was on the time limit. Wifey said, listen, boy, get your big head off of that podcast and come in here and handle your duties. And so it's I, duties, get, baby. I, I get it. This is doo-doo, baby. I get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna mess with Craig. <laughs> mess with Craig. But Craig, on behalf of Craig Mac and my bro Peace, y'all here, man. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Talk My Credo. Again, we're we're like 20 subscribers away from our first 100, and uh, we're really excited about that. So please go subscribe to the channel. Um, and all that good stuff, man. So continue to, to hit us up. Thank you for your support. Uh, and until next time, it's your boy Dante on Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.